This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something that did I still haven't seen. But maybe one day we can try to watch the Yes, that's right. Another Netflix is back to talk about a Hollywood Christmas. We're taking it to the max. That's right. We are breaking our format for the first time ever here today to talk about a Hollywood movie on another streaming service, A Hollywood Christmas. And here with me, a man who just got back from Hollywood in time for Christmas. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yes. I don't see how I don't see how Santa does this back and forth around the holidays. Traveling is hell. Traveling you is know? hell. How were the airports? Uh, they weren't great. Not mm-hmm. great. Uh, I actually ran into a tornado. It was very weird. Um, but I made it. What I made mean it. you I ran into a tornado. So I'm on my way to the airport. My flight's like at 9, 10 a.m. And I'm just driving to Dallas. And, you know, everything's fine. Sun's shining, all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden, it just the sky starts getting really dark. And it starts to, and like, it still hasn't rained, but the sky just starts getting dark. Well, someone calls me and is just like, hey, you hear about the tornado in Dallas? I was like, no, stop it. What are you talking about? There's no tornado in Dallas. Boom. The sky just opens up. Rain's pouring down. It's coming sideways, all this other stuff. And I hear sirens. Rob, I had to turn around on the freeway and go park at like a Walmart and lock my, basically go inside the Walmart and take cover. Because With the strangers? Tornado was like, 
Yeah, I mean, not, not, not my friends and friend, family at the wall. Yes. Right? But yeah, some strangers. Did you make friends? And yeah. No, no, I did actually. I kind of made people upset. Yeah. Apparently, like, I, because I was standing there and I was like, oh, we're trapped. We're trapped like rats. You know, like, what are we going to do? Uh, we've been here for five minutes and, like, we don't know how long we can be here. I think I'm going to eat. And so people were like, well, you just can't eat off the shelf. I'm like, well, you know, we're in a tornado, y'all. Like, we really can't be expecting me to pay mm-hmm. for this apple. And then it stopped raining and I was the only person who was eating. I, I, I won't, I don't think I'll last long in like a disaster situation. Wow, this is so I, interesting. I okay. So this is like some sort of like apocalyptic scenario. You're locked in the Walmart. And the Walmart, I yeah. guess you could have left, right? They didn't lock you in. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The doors were they, the doors open and closed automatically. Yes. And uh, so you're was, sort of the guy there that's like, "Hey, uh, we're all gonna die. Let's eat this free stuff." Well, no, no more like we're gonna starve if we don't eat. You and got. You need to like, keep your strength up. Right, and people were like, "But it's been ten minutes." It's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. <laughs> like. The temptation of just eating at the Walmart was was far too much. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't think I made friends. I think I made the opposite. And so yeah. I was one of the first people to leave the Walmart once it stopped raining. Okay. So were there Walmart employees that were in this conversation? Yeah. Oh yeah. They they started the conversation. They definitely were like, sir, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. Eating the, na- the apple. <laughs> yeah. They weren't yeah. like, like, hey, I mean, is is this like a low-key looting? Yeah, well, I is it looting if you just take one thing? Like, I feel like it's a fruiting if you start eating the a, apples. It is a fruiting. Yeah, it, I did. I eat. I did eat a piece of fruit. But yeah, I didn't know people would be so upset. I, I still didn't know apples were such a hot commodity. Like, I thought like, okay, it's an apple out of everything best, in the the fine. Walmart. That was the first thing you went for. Like, uh, I would have gone for thing. junk food. No, it was the closest thing, you know, because I was by the front door. We were watching the rain mm-hmm. come down. You know, they kind of keep produce over that to that to that right side. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just wander over here, grab an apple, and then just stand in the doorway like everybody else. I didn't know it was going to be that big of a deal. Also didn't know I would be that hungry. But, mm-hmm. you know, learn something new in the middle of the disaster. Did you um, wash the apple or you just ate the apple? All the, you no, I no word. The, yeah. No, was, I had nowhere to be. I just went to the bathroom, washed the apple, <laughs> came back. Like, <laughs> Like, why didn't you just go to the checkout line? Like, for an apple? Are you serious, Walmart? Please, grow up. We're in a disaster situation, and you want me to pay for an apple. This is crazy. Like, and, and they act like I'm the drama. Like, yeah. I, like I did something wrong. Wow. Yeah. Well, now so, I'm hoping there's some sort of, like, extreme weather and uh, going to head over to some good stores. Right. Like, but then even then, it's not like you can justify eating an apple. You cannot justify, like, oh, well, I thought we were going to be here a while. So I just decided to take this PlayStation 5. You know, you well, really yeah, but could you know, like, like open chips? Like, what's the cutoff? I do, I do think you could open chips. Like, I thought, I think the cutoff is just as long as you can get away with it. And I don't think the cops were going to pull up because it was a tornado. So I think I'd have been mm-hmm. fine had I, like, I, I, I wonder if I could have went and got like a microwave off the shelf because this is Walmart. Like, could I got a microwave off the shelf, like, literally open it. it up and then, like, yeah, I did like a hot pocket or something like I that. Like like what's the limit? Maybe like a break room where you could heat up the hot pocket. I don't think you need to open a new microwave. Yeah, but doesn't going in the break room just feels like it's against the rules? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like if it's a zombie apocalypse, this is all like, you know, like this is all fair game. But the break room, you're like, I need, you need a badge. I don't know. I used to work at Walmart, so I actually know it's not that hard to get into the break room and nobody cares if you're back there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. all right. So that's a fascinating story, but we have a very interesting <laughs> movie to talk about here today. Uh, it is called A Hollywood Christmas. We have been talking, kicking around this idea for a while, and I, I expect we're going to get some pushback on this, but we have talked about that, hey, if we feel like it, we may visit some other streaming services, okay? The show is called Nothing But Netflix, but we talked about the idea of 
taking it to the max like we're going to do here today. Maybe uh, doing some rocking with Roku. <laughs> rocking with Roku. Uh, what was it? Hulu or don't you? I always mess this one up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got um, we got fun hanging with Hulu, I think it was. Hanging with Hulu, yeah. yeah. Th- listen, the point is, yes, nothing but Netflix is a great title. It's a great concept. But there's so much that we're leaving out here. And we get so many, like, requests from you guys, the listeners. Y'all always tell us, oh, why don't you cover this? Why don't you cover this? So now that we're going to cover it, we don't want to hear a lot of guff, okay? We don't want to hear a lot of mess. We're giving you what you wanted. And we're just going to do it every now and then. It's not going to be all the yeah. time. Maybe once, once a in month, a while. Once, once a quarter. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like we should not put ourselves in a box, even though, you know, by design, we put ourselves in the box. We put ourselves in the box, okay? Yeah. <laughs> just like the, all the people that went into the Walmart, okay? Right. And so... We are going to talk about this movie, A Hollywood Christmas, which I think is very interesting. If you really want everybody, if you're really upset about this, we will go back. We will double back and we will talk about a Netflix holiday movie coming up on our next episode. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. People have been saying do holiday. I don't know if that's on Netflix or if that's a different thing. We've gotten a, a ton of good suggestions. But y'all... Y'all suggested this too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't give you everything you want and then you'll also be upset with us for giving you everything Holiday. you want. Holiday. So, okay. Yeah. It was a 2020 movie, but apparently it was really, really good. It has Emma Roberts in it. It's a whole thing. So, you know, we got to double back. We can. Netflix has some good Christmas movies available, but, you know, I think there is stuff to be found elsewhere. Well, I thought this was super fun. I, I really did enjoy A Hollywood Christmas because, you know, we talked about the... uh uh Lindsay Lohan film uh, that we kicked off the holiday season. We talked about Falling for Christmas, uh, the mm. uh, Lindsay Lohan Netflix film, uh, which was a basically like uh, one of Netflix's takes on the classic Christmas movie. And so here, a Hollywood Christmas, I feel like really turns this all on its ear, Chappelle, because this is a movie about. People making a holiday movie. Yeah, this is the this is the movie that is basically the movie that uh, like encompasses what you and I talk about when we talk about holiday movies. Where right. we say, you know, there's just this formula. They do the same thing. Big town person meets small town person. Corporate America drags one person away, and then it, and then there's this whole thing. There's a conflict. They come back together. They fall in love. Blah blah. Christmas magic. Santa's there. You know, we talk about that all the time, kind of tongue in cheek. This movie said, okay, okay, you have something there. Let's let's lean into that. And so they make a movie about a movie that follows that formula while also following that formula. Yes. So it's 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 meta, it's all over the place, but it but it works. I did enjoy it. It was very fun. I thought this movie is to holiday movies what the first scream is to horror movies. Yeah, it's like a love story, an old to horror, horror well, Scream where. was sort of like that. There were people that were talking about like uh, that. There were horror movie fans who were sort of like talking about how like okay, if, if if this was a horror movie, this would happen. And so in Hollywood Christmas, uh, we really get very meta because we have people who are making a Christmas holiday film who realize that the story that's happening is this holiday film story that's going on. Yeah. I mean, the only person missing was what Billy Loomis. He's you know, <laughs> the killer from scream. You know, And I think he could have made a cameo, but no, you're, you're a hundred percent correct. This is somebody who the person who made this knows holiday movies. Well, 
that so they make a movie about someone who makes holiday movies and in the format that we all know that they follow. And so it was a good twist on a holiday movie. I'm surprised it hasn't been done before. If it hasn't been done before, like if you're listening to this and you know that this is like, oh, this is like the third of its kind, whatever, fine. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time I've ever seen anything of this. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So I thought this was uh, very fun. It's also very meta also in like other ways that are beyond even what the movie intended because the movie takes place on what appears to be uh, the like uh, Warner Brothers studio lot. And we have people who are making a Christmas movie, but their budgets are being slashed by corporate restructuring uh, that is going on in the film. But also it's been heavily reported about how corporate restructuring at HBO Max has really led to a lot of budgets being shifted around and uh, different projects like Batgirl, among others, being shelved over at HBO Max. So I think that the movie becomes even more meta because I think that this was sort of like a fictional idea about the corporate restructuring, but is actually happening. And you wonder if there will be more Christmas films and holiday movies being done originally at HBO Max. Yeah, and that's that's a decent point to bring up because Rob, not too long ago, you and I talked about Blockbuster on Netflix. Yeah, and I don't know if you've heard, but Blockbuster has been canceled. Canceled. <laughs> yeah, and so it was like you want to talk about Meta. You know, Blockbuster basically being canceled by Netflix only to then Netflix to go make a show about Blockbuster that was eventually canceled by Netflix. It's just like yeah. Whoa. But Chappelle, I feel like that it's rare for Netflix to come out so quickly and say, yeah, actually, this one's canceled. Can- canceled. Yeah. Like, I feel like they usually like drag it out and it's like maybe there's another season coming. Maybe there's not. But I feel like it's rare that they like flat out like, yeah, this was a flop. Do you think it was part of the bit? Like because it's Blockbuster, it, it is allowed to get canceled very quickly. You know, mm-hmm. like Blockbuster was, you know, Um Maybe yeah. that's what they were going for. I don't know. But uh, so yeah, that's one that d- did not make it. Uh, Hollywood Christmas. So we'll see. Uh, HBO Max has been really like, do you follow a lot of that stuff? Like uh, some of this industry news? No, 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 no. I follow Netflix stuff almost exclusively just because of my Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I never keep up with what's going on here on the HBO Max. I still have an issue with HBO Max whole interface. Like they're, they're, they're the worst app that I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, these people, you press fast forward and it just like freezes. It, it starts over. It just completely just gets up and walks away. <laughs> so I try to I try to stay away from HBO Max in general. But yeah, if you ever hear any of this stuff, Rob, you uh, be free to let me know because I love mess and this is Bessie. Well, one of the stories uh, that they uh, were in the news this week was that they had a show called The Minx. Have you ever heard of this show? Yeah, I, I kept seeing people being like, what? The Minx is canceled? How dare you? And I'm like, I've never heard of this show at all. Yeah, um, um, I, yeah. I think it was sort of like a period piece uh, about uh, the people that uh, made, I don't know, like Playgirl magazine. Like, I, I don't know if it, it's technically oh. Playgirl magazine in the show. And I, I watched an episode of it. It was fine. Uh, but I guess they, they were in the middle of filming the second season when they ultimately said that they're going to uh, stop and stop the production on the the Minx and it had been canceled, even though they were in the middle of filming. They had basically shot the whole second season. Of course, Westworld uh, got canceled. They're taking Westworld off of HBO Max. So there's a lot of uh, moving pieces going on right now. 
over at HBO Max. So it makes it an interesting place to have uh, the story of a Hollywood Christmas, a movie about a woman who is an expert at making sort of like these bespoke, perfect Hollywood uh, holiday films uh, for a network for a, a company and that she is basically being told that her budgets are being cut and ultimately they want to stop the production of her story. Yeah. What was the um, lady's name from the Hallmark movies who did all the movies with Cody Califiore? Was that Candy Kane? <laughs> is this the story of Candy Kane? Like, is this her biopic? Because doesn't this make sense for it to be her? It does. It does. Yeah. Uh, so, Candace yeah. Kane. Candace Kane. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if ultimately uh, Candy Kane's films aired on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, where were they from? I don't know. I feel like that they were just. I don't know where they ultimately lived. But um, basically, in this film, uh, we are meeting the story of a woman who really her whole jam is making holiday films. Uh, her name is Jessica, and uh, that's really what you know what she's all about. And Jessica is working on a new movie called what was it? A Christmas Cupcake. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, and it's a story about Chloe and Chloe's cakes. She's a baker, which I mean, come on now. This is this is the formula. She's a baker in a small town, and then her her last name is Donner, which you know, I always gotta throw in something Christmassy <laughs> in there. Uh, and she's like approached by a set of like a bunch of lawyers where they're coming in to shut her down, you know, like because like landmark real estate needs to buy this place. So you got 30, 30 days to get out of here. And so now she needs cupcakes and the magic of Christmas to save the day uh, and a little bit of love in there as well. And so that's what story Jess is bringing to the table this time. Yeah. And what the film really plays on is the tropes of all of these movies, which we talked about in Falling for Christmas. Uh, Chloe mm -hmm. has a cupcake shop. It's like a mom and pop uh, cupcake shop that has been in her family for years. And so these uh, like real estate lawyers are coming in and basically they are going to shut her down. And usually like in the Hallmark movies that basically like Krispy Kreme has basically expanded to the point where nobody wants her cupcakes. Who, who would be the corporate cupcake people? The corporate cupcake people. Yeah, Maybe I feel like you would know this better cake. than me, right? Well, uh, I don't eat cakes, you know, but I, I guess do, so. People, yeah, but like nothing bunt cake is a big one. You know, mm -hmm. I, uh, if sure. I have to eat a cake, that is the one. Um, but where yeah, do people is, go? Like, I feel like that not necessarily that you're looking for uh, cupcakes, but like what what's like the corporate cupcake place? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, you're not, uh, like, uh, do, do you go to Krispy Kreme for a cupcake? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, uh, here in Texas, people like Magnolia Bakery. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, the Chip and Joanna Gaines. I think that might be the corporate cupcake of Texas, you know, because Chip and Joanna, they they do a lot of moving into areas that they should, probably shouldn't be in all the time, but just because they can. And I think uh, if you have a small mom and pop cupcake shop, Magnolia Bakery shows up. They're shutting you down. Mm -hmm. very yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, I guess, uh, I mean... Can you sell enough cupcakes to keep uh, the lights on? That's a good question. You know, maybe it's not a cupcake place, in, like specifically, like a Karis Cupcakes or something. Maybe it's just like um, cupcakes, like a, like a random bakery just in general, right? Like mm -hmm. where it's just like the bakery that just happens to have everything. You know, actually, Walmart might be another good place for that. 
you know, because Walmart is one of those places that has everything. So yeah. it's like they're like the leading, like they're like in top three sales in like hardware, top mm-hmm. three sales in toiletries, top, you know, because they, they do everything. And so maybe Walmart is like the cupcake yeah, I'll uh, tell you that we don't know. You know where I go when I need a bunch of cupcakes? Sam's where? Club. I mean, that's still that's still Walmart. It's still the mm-hmm. same people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, see how they get you? And they were tripping over me getting an apple, Rob. An apple? Mm-hmm. And they're out here running the cupcake business into the ground? Okay, fine. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so Chloe, that she is being uh, basically bought out, and there are all of these uh, lawyers, and then what in this film, uh, one of the people is a handsome lawyer who then is trying to work with her to sort of like uh, restructure her business and tries to give her ideas about how to ultimately save the cupcake shop. And that's how basically all of these different movies end up working, uh, that somebody has like a mom and pop business. Somebody comes in from out of town. They learn the true meaning of Christmas. uh, and, And that's what's going on. And so that Jessica is hard at work uh, working on her latest film. Uh, she has an assistant who is named Rena, who is a very fun character in the film. Just like Jessica, Rena knows all the rules, Chappelle. Yeah, Rena's tapped in. So as Jessica is putting on this movie about, you know, with that formula you were talking about, it starts to mirror her real life in a way. Because Jessica, her thing is like, she is in a way, you know, very similar to Chloe, where she's been doing something that she loves for years, making these Christmas movies that might not be the most lucrative. And now we have this, it like, enter this guy named Christopher, who is sent in from corporate or, you know, the production company. And he's like, hey, I brought in, we need to make some changes because we're cutting the cupcake budget, or I'm sorry, the Christmas movie budget um, moving forward. And Jessica, of course, is taking it back. But Rena's like, oh, here we go. Typical Christmas movie. Like, it's following right along the lines with what we need. I guess there's going to be some magic here, some love here. This is all going to work out. And so that's kind of the premise of the show. The problem is, in the movie, they start to deviate away from the typical formula of, like, how this thing works and how these Christmas miracles typically work in these movies. And so that's where Jessica starts to struggle in her life. Because when she starts to deviate, so does the plot of the movie that she's making. And so it all becomes, like, one jumbled mess. It's interesting because I feel like that the film argues uh, two different things Uh, that Mm -hmm. one that they argue like, hey, you cannot deviate from the formula. There is a certain formula to the Christmas film and you can't deviate from it. And if you do, there will be unforeseen disaster if you do this. On the other hand, they also say in this film, this is art. This is not an algorithm that you can't come in with a formula and fix how this all works. It's it's this is a artistic endeavor. It's not math. And so, Chappelle, which is it? Is there a formula that cannot be deviated from or is this art that ultimately doesn't have an answer to the equation? Yeah, I noticed that too. Throughout the movie, like Jessica is saying, like, stop it. You can't corporate America this, you know, um, as, as Suhawk would say. You know, you can't come in. We're out and here in like, the bush. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't just come in and and say, like, we need to change these things because then Christmas movies will be more lucrative because that's not what they're about. They're about the art. But then at the same time, they're saying, like, but if you deviate from the formula that we know, then the art doesn't work. I think there there was a moment where they had to course correct and they they did have to get back to like 
the Christmas movie of it all. So maybe there's like a gray area because what we find out from Jessica is that she's a perfectionist. Everything has to go a certain way. So she's preaching this no formula thing, even though she lives her life by that exact rule. She's saying like, you can't come in and give me your formula because my formula is that this is art and it's all going to work out. But no, it's not It's not the same. Like she's uh, like misrepresenting herself because she's really like, things have to happen this exact way or it's not going to be perfect. And she is very much the perfectionist. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the things I felt like was a, a big plot hole in this movie was that they're making this movie, and it's supposed to be July in California, and... I felt like that all the people in the movie are not dressed like it's the summer. I don't know if that was something that they couldn't necessarily do. They, they said it's July, but I feel like nobody's acting like it's July in the movie. Rob, it snowed. It snowed in this film. Mm-hmm. It literally snowed in this film. Like yeah. the fact that they're not dressed for the snow or ju- dressed for July is might be an issue. But the fact that it literally snowed in L.A. in July... Yeah, burn this movie to the ground. But mm-hmm. again, it's Christmas magic, Rob. I, I, I listen. You can't, you can't like logic your way through this. You, it's just not. It's not how Christmas works, Rob. Even in so, July. So okay. Well, I guess you brought it up. So the film is going to end ultimately on that they hold up the production because the fake snow isn't happening, and then they ultimately are working on getting it going, and then the movie, the final kiss happens, and that it is snowing. Uh, the man who's in charge of the fake snow says, hey, mm, that's not me. Santa Claus, who is there, uh, who the film sort of treats like, okay, is a little bit of a mysterious figure. Potentially, this is the real Santa Claus here that shows up on the set at the end of the movie. Um, that they really do, like, there is no explanation of how it is actually snowing in July on the Warner Brothers set, Chappelle, I do have a theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. As someone who was a California resident for, okay. you know, uh, a, you know, healthy chunk of my adulthood, I can tell you the only thing that I ever saw that resembled snow, especially, not the, not the, not the ashes, <laughs> especially 
you know, in these summer months, sometimes we have very, very you know, f- forest fires, okay, wildfires even, and the ash blows <laughs> like <laughs> this wasn't snow, baby. No, it was the forest fire blizzard of the <laughs> of the year. This was bad. Yeah, I think they forgot. But you know what? They mentioned Die Hard in this in this movie, right? And Die Hard apparently is a Christmas film. Die Hard was released in July as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if Die Hard can be released in July as a Christmas movie, and then maybe it can snow in July in LA. Again, who am I? Who are me to argue with the the magic of Christmas? You can't logic your way through this, Rob. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And maybe, you know, having Santa around maybe puts a spin on some of these wildfires. Uh, maybe makes it, makes it different. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, if Santa is in a Christmas movie, it's always the real Santa. I mm-hmm. don't care in what shape, form, or fashion Santa is in the movie. Like, if, if this an unknown Santa shows up, mall Santa or otherwise, <laughs> it's the real Santa. When we talked about falling for Christmas. Isn't that what the Lindsay Lohan thing was called? Mm-hmm. Um, like Santa showed up and I was like, this is Santa. This is the real Santa. He made the sleigh thing happen. Like this is the guy. Um, I always just leave that opening just in case. I think I've seen too many Christmas movies where it is Santa and we don't, you get a wink and a nod mm-hmm. and he disappears. No, in my, as far as I'm concerned, this was Santa too. Chappelle, we end up seeing that uh, Jess's film, uh, she meets on the set Christopher, who's an executive over here uh, at HBO Max. And he comes by and he's able to uh, like, uh, you know, give some notes about uh, the budget overall. Yeah, and by notes, he says that they're slashing it, basically. You know, mm-hmm. like, we're coming in, we're shutting this down. Ma- matter of fact, we're shutting down the whole Christmas division. So we're going to get through this movie. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to monitor you, making sure that you don't start tripping on the budget and stuff because these just aren't lucrative. And then we're taking these away from you. And Jess is upset, but it's really all She doesn't really have a choice. She's just like, I have to do my best on my last film. And so now she has Christopher as like, her number two in the director's chair, or at least just somebody who's very annoying and just looming at all times, you know? Yeah, they want to restructure the budgets. And, you know, uh, Christopher, does he have a point, Chappelle? Are there too many holiday movies? I I mean, I feel like that we all all know the formula. Do we Mm. need so many new ones every year? Huh. I mean, these are good questions. I, I want to ask you uh, a few myself. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to ask you about a movie, and you tell me if it is a uh, a Netflix original or if it is a HBO Max uh, oh. like random recurring. I think you're going to tell me uh, is is it re- real or not? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it could be essentially the same question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so is this movie a Netflix original or is it just an HBO Max like replay of a random okay. other movie? Right, that's the question. Okay. All right. Um, holiday rush. Holiday rush. Um, uh, I feel like I've heard of that. Um, I'm gonna say it's a uh, HBO Max. It is a Netflix original. Ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, okay. Why well, uh, really? What's the difference do... between HBO movies and and Netflix movies? Netflix movies are just exclusively on Netflix. Okay. HBO movies are real movies that were out in the wild, and people have now drawn them to HBO. Because I don't think HBO Max has original films, does it? Like, they're like only on HBO Max. Yeah, no, get. they do. They they have There's Christmas lo- movies like that? that. Well, what do you think this is? I thought this was just like some other shit that they found. <laughs> no, this is like okay. uh, this is why they have to cut the budget. They're making made too much stuff. 
Okay, let me give you another one. You ready? Yeah. Holiday Harmony. Holiday Harmony. Um, that's uh Netflix. That's an HBO Max. Uh, I'm sorry. What's, see, ho- ho- what's Holiday Harmony? Let, well, yeah. What is Holiday Harmony about? Let's see. It's. I guess it's sure. like some sort of like jam band that's uh being bought out. <laughs> yeah, by by big music. Uh, no, a likable and talented underdog gets momentarily sidelined from a, from chasing her musical dreams when her van breaks down in a welcoming small town just before Christmas. I think she's the corporate person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she finds herself in a small town. She meets a guy, probably with some type of guitar, who shows her that the true meaning of Christmas is not you know, making money in capitalism, it's music or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brooke Shields is in this too. Chappelle, I was Uh-oh. trying to come up with uh, that if we were in the holiday movie, uh, like what what is the holiday movie version of a podcast, a podcast for Christmas? Yeah. So like you and I, we do our, our weekly Christmas recaps or whatever mm-hmm. uh, on nothing but Christmas Netflix. And then Netflix comes in to buy us out. There's like, oh, they send in uh, somebody from corporate and they're like, oh, no, you're going to we, we got to shut you down because we don't want you to talk about holiday movies anymore. We want you to talk about strictly, you know, um, big Netflix, you know, uh, mega, mega action movies. That's where the like, money no. is. Right, exactly. And we're like, no, not that again. And they're like, yeah, come on in. And we're like, we push back against it. But the Netflix exec is so nice. We keep running into them and we keep finishing each other's sandwiches. I mean, sentences and then just trying to open doors at the same time. And it's all awkward. And there's like some chemistry there. Next thing you know, we're in love with the Netflix exec. Her name is Nicole Sesternino. You you go off and have a whole thing with her. And I just stand by, you know? See, it's hard because I feel like that there's not a lot of uh, these films that are based around the friendship between two men. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm like your your backup, whatever, um, whatever, uh, Rena. I'm Rena here. So I'm like, Rob, you really got to give Nicole a chance. She's from big Netflix, but you don't understand. Like, this could be true love. And you're like, no, I'm Rob has a podcast. I don't need to sell out. And, you know, Nicole's being the, the the Grinch that we know she is. You know, she I heard she hates the holidays. She doesn't really she doesn't really get into this stuff, Rob. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what it is. I am Rena and I'm just pushing you into your uh, Netflix holiday special miracle. Yeah. So I've, I've you know how I love the chat GPT, right? Uh huh. Yeah, you do. You really do. It's, it's been giving us a lot of good content recently on these podcasts. OK, so I've asked a chat GPT to come up with the Robin Chappelle holiday film. Okay. Do you want to tell people what chat GPT is for the uh, chat GPT? uh, This is a uh, a AI that is very language based, uh, works off of like uh, writes things in sentences and you can ask it almost anything. Okay. So I've asked it to work on a holiday film about our podcasting that hopefully, you know, maybe this could be if HBO Max is going to expand this division, if they decide that this is where it goes. Okay. Let me, let me read this to you. Okay. Picture Mm -hmm. it, Chappelle. As the snow gently falls on the picturesque town of Oakdale, Robin Chappelle, our co-hosts of the popular podcast holiday cheer and are feeling the holiday spirit more than ever. Rob, a charming and ambitious young man, has always yeah. dreamed of making it big in the world of podcasting. 
It's true. He's always been a bit of a workaholic, but this holiday season, he finds himself feeling more and more burnt out. Chappelle, okay. on the other hand, is the laid back and carefree co-host of the show. He, he's okay. always the one who keeps Rob grounded and focused. But this year, he's feeling a little lost and unsure of his place in the world. As the two friends gear up for their annual holiday special, they find themselves struggling to find the perfect topic for their show. That is until they meet Abby, a talented musician who's struggling to find her place in the world as well. Rob and Chappelle are immediately drawn to Abby's charming personality and beautiful voice, and they invite her to join them on the show. As they work together to create the perfect holiday podcast, they find themselves of each falling for Abby and realizing <laughs> that they find the missing piece. Oh, this is like a love triangle. Yeah, Meanwhile, keep going. <laughs> their podcast is being threatened by the ruthless corporate executive, Mr. Scrooge, who has no patience for holiday cheer and wants to shut down the show for good. Mr. Scrooge is convinced the only thing that matters is profit and he will stop at nothing to get uh, what he wants. As the holiday season draws to a close, the three friends prepare to say goodbye, and they all realize they found something special in each other and that their love for the holidays and each other will last a lifetime. But when all seems lost, Mr. Scrooge has a change of heart and learns the true meaning of Christmas. He apologizes for his selfish ways and decides to keep the podcast running, bringing joy and cheer to the listeners for years to come. Well, this is actually very interesting because it kind of sounds like it ends up where we're in a throuple. I thought I thought Mr. Scrooge was jumping into it. <laughs> no. like, is this a poly How polyamorous is this? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of hands in different places, Rob. I don't know about this one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this got wild. I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd yeah. watch it, but I'm definitely I don't know about this one. Uh, wow, that was entertaining. I, who would have thought a love triangle? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Mr. Scrooge too, you know, a party is what we call it sometimes. Yeah. In certain circles. Wow. This is I I don't even know why Mr. Scrooge came in and You know why he came in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I asked what's the name of this movie? It's called uh Holiday Cheer Colin, a heartwarming tale of love, friendship, and the true meaning of Christmas. So Oh, but okay. the title could have used some work. It really <laughs> could have used, used, used some work. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's that's what the movie would be about uh, with us. But you know what's really fun about the Hollywood Christmas is that there's there's the story that's happening like in the movie, and then there's a story that's happening outside of the movie with uh, with Jess and uh, with uh, Christopher. Christopher. But there's also mm -hmm. like this other love story that's happening between the actors of the film in Ashley and Michael. Yeah, so Ashley and Michael, like most, you know, um, like I won't say most, but like a lot of couples that we've seen on the screen, um, like uh, but they got chemistry, you know, they got chemistry on screen, but it's starting to bleed into the off screen. The problem is that there's like I think Ashley is like all in on the love story, and Michael might be a little preoccupied. Um, he doesn't really care for Ashley that much. He actually only cares about Instagram likes and engagements, and so he keeps making these posts. You got to make fun of her just to get likes and stuff. Yeah. And she's seeing them and she's hating every second of it. And so just kind of seeing that there's like, so, okay, some trouble in paradise. She goes to Ashley and she's like, listen, just give him a chance. It, I'm sure I'll talk to him, make him take the post down, blah, blah. Then she goes to Michael and she says, Michael, just, you know, be nicer to Ashley. 
now this leads to a showman's and you know there's a girlfriend there that's some infidelity happening yeah all of yeah, this happening while they're trying to film this movie yeah i was not prepared for that mm-hmm. well Chappelle, that we've covered a couple of these holly uh or i keep saying holly uh holly day because i'm combining hollywood and, and, and <laughs> yes in the holidays um but I feel like that one of the tropes that I'm noticing in the modern holiday film is the vilification of the influencer. Uh, mm-hmm. They they don't. If you're an influencer in these films, that uh, you are like not a person that can be trusted. Yeah, it's it's a shift because I think originally holiday movies were just that. It was about like Santa comes down the chimney, gives out the presents. Nobody's complaining about anything. It's just like, you know, like I don't know if I'm going to get the gift I want or dad's not home for Christmas or whatever the case may be. And then it all works out at the end. Christmas miracle, blah, blah. Then somewhere along the lines, people started saying, no, it's sexy to talk about the capitalism of it all. Like we're going to start making fun of like the big corporations. We're going to start making fun of the toys and all the things that just really bastardized Christmas and what it was really meant to be Mm -hmm. about, you know, and that happened too. But now there's a shift and they're like, okay, the toys are one thing, you know, but it's really, it was really like the issue is that people aren't tapped into the moment enough because they're always trying to make, Instagram posts and go viral and all this other stuff. So they're really missing the meaning of Christmas because they're looking at their phones. So I think it's generational. I think the next shift will probably be away from that too. Very anti-phone in the holiday movies. So what will it be? What will the next shift be? I don't know. I mean, like once the influencers start making these movies, she was a mom and pop influencer, but she didn't, and she did it the right way and she didn't use all the filters, but then the, yes, (laughs) yes, The AI, the AI of it all was the real distraction. Like we were real content creators when people just started to use these, these chat box and they start making these things. And now like the real creators don't get to uh, like to experience the Christmas magic of sitting down and making a viral TikTok wearing a Santa hat. You know, like now these damn bots are doing it and we're losing our recipes here. We're losing the spirit of Christmas. I think, I think Rob, I think we know where it's think, going. I think we're I, onto something for sure. Yeah. For sure. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So once Christopher starts uh, talking with Jess, they do kind of hit it off. Uh, they are vibing and that he is like learning the ropes about how what goes into making the Christmas movie. Uh, there's a lot of like really cute things in here about how, you know, he went to Princeton and then Rena says, ah, don't you get it? Like this is, this is the Prince that is here to be like sweep you off your feet. And Jessica, that she is skeptical, but even she can't help seeing some of the similarities that are going on. Yeah. Big city boy meets small town girl. They have a conflict. Small town charm wins out over the cruel, unfeeling corporate world. And then the lovers use Christmas magic to save the day and make them fall in love. And sometimes there's a prince or a Princeton. And because there's a Princeton, it's a double whammy. It's a double Christmas movie. I mean, Rob, you and I have watched a Christmas movie. It's a turducken. 
Yeah, <laughs> I guess. If you, yeah, we've watched the um, the Princess Switch. There's a prince there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that happens in Christmas movies. Uh, you know, so I don't think she's wrong. I think Rena sees. You know, she sees the whole picture, and even Jess is forced to kind of confront some of this. Also, uh, Christopher is very clearly like pursuing her romantically. He immediately asks her on a date. You know, like, hey, let's go on a date on set. You know, yeah. so he's really laying it on thick uh, early in the movie. The only thing is that uh, is, is there any like impropriety here of if you are Christopher and you are sort of like the finance guy here uh, at the HBO Max conglomerate? Is it inappropriate for him to be pursuing a romantic relationship with uh, the director of one of the films? And isn't there like an alternative uh, version where, you know, like is is they're some like are they not necessarily like equals in this romantic relationship in that you know he has the power to shut down her production well yeah it sounds like she's getting fired regardless and i was thinking the same thing rob i was like you know this is probably inappropriate but i got distracted from that very quickly when his wife showed up Mm -hmm. um yeah, so what happens is we're sitting here uh, contemplating that very question. Is like, is this appropriate? Like, they keep meeting up and having these cute little dates, and there's all these foils to, like, the actual movie going on. But then at some point, the biggest foil of all shows up, and it's this woman named Teresa. And Teresa shows up, and she is the executive pre- – like, she's the president of the network. Apparently, she went to school with Christopher at Princeton, and that's kind of how he got this job. So there's already, like, some shadiness going on there. So Jess meets with the president of the network and she's like, you know what? We're shutting the Christmas stuff down in mid-production. Like we're slashing your uh, your budget even more. Mm-hmm. Like, and so like once we finish this, there will be no more Christmas. It's over. Well, she he says this, she says this to Jessica. Jessica immediately texts Christopher, like, hey, what the F did you have you met this director, the executive person? Like, Teresa's trying to shut us down. And he says, Oh, so you've met my wife. Rob, I fell out my chair. I was not ready mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Why is he so coy about this? Your wife? Sir, uh, come on now. How's mm-hmm. the decorum? Yeah. And her name is Mrs. Frost. Uh, and uh, she is has a like a very memorable meeting with Jess. The fan is like blowing her hair in the wind, uh, which was actually just like a fan on the set. There's a lot of stuff like that that's just like, uh, you know, uh, really fun in terms of like the behind the scenes of making the movie. But she is like telling Jessica about how, yeah, they're cutting the budgets. And she said, actually, you know, this was Chris, Chris's idea to take the budget yeah. down. Yeah, this is Chris's idea. And so Jess was like, where are you at? But she had been texting him and he had mm-hmm. not been texting back. She even double texted him, which was kind of tacky, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is bad. Like it's, things are not working out well for Jess right now. Yeah, so one of the things uh, that happens earlier in the film is there's a point where, you know, Jess and Chris are like starting to bond more uh, and they're bonding over that there is a little dog in the movie, in the in the fake movie that they are making and the dog uh, gets lost. And so Jessica and Christopher have to go out and look for the dog and they're running across the uh, the Warner Brothers lot. And they end up looking for the dog on the set of a movie, Chappelle. And I wanted to get your take on what you thought about this movie. The movie is uh, a zombie apocalypse, uh, like Walking Dead type universe where it happens to be like a 50s, uh, like Grease type movie. 
Yeah, Grease meets The Walking Dead. Rob, you know, I never, I've never seen Grease. So yeah. I, like, I saw the I saw the costume was like, oh, it's in the 50s. But they said Grease meets The Walking Dead. And I was like, I don't know what that means for the plot of yeah. The Walking Dead. Because I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of The Walking Dead. As a matter of fact, I've seen every episode of The Walking Dead mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And, and you know what? This is not completely out of the ordinary. This is something that they can <laughs> very well do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like a 50s uh, zombie movie. Rob, there was an episode of Fear the Walking Dead where there was literally a wrestling match with the zombies, like in a, in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Aisha Tyler came. She was a professional wrestler. It was a whole thing, but there was like a legit that like, zombie good. suplex. Does it? Does it really? In a zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse, you want to have a wrestling match? <laughs> like, okay. Um, so yeah, I think if they can slide that in there, they can definitely do that. But if you're cutting budgets, why is this not number one? Like, mm-hmm. Why are you jumping to the Christmas movie when Grease meets The Walking Dead is right there? Well, I think that what they're saying is that over at HBO Max, that they have like crunched the numbers and they know like what will perform and what will not perform. And they know that like, okay, a zombie show set in the world of Greece, that is going to be a ratings winner. People will subscribe to HBO Max for that. Uh, But another Christmas movie. It's not bringing in the money. I, I just think they need to recrunch the numbers. Crunch them <laughs> again because you're doing some, there's some, some funny math there. Uh, I guess, you know, when they go find a dog, though, they do have like some Christmassy moments as well. Yeah. Uh, Christopher does this weird dog whistle. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say that whatever he did, like uh, it was, it, it didn't seem like it was working for the dog in the movie, but my dog was like at full attention. <laughs> like what is that amazing sound yeah. uh my yeah. dog's super sensitive with anything like a dog barking in a movie like uh you know somebody calling a dog she's just like staring at the tv like uh what what is this what, what is this evil yeah well christopher does this like like whistle thing and then they amplify it on the walkie-talkie and it actually works to get the dog back mm-hmm. eventually um so yeah, it was pretty cool, but I'm not shocked that it caught your dog's attention because like it, the, the sound he made, I was like, I don't think a person can make that sound. Mm-hmm. He did it. Um, yeah, and that and that dog actually, you know, disappearing was just another one of those Christmas foils, you know, just like another thing that, oh man, you know, Christmas magic is going to have to make this happen. And who knew that Christopher himself could just call dogs from, you know, miles away. He can. And so, Chappelle, when we're talking about the f- the formula of the film, okay, that mm. there is a certain Christmas formula that you have to adhere to. And so Chris is like, well, maybe like there's some things that we could be doing to sort of like uh, make this like a little different. Maybe this can stand out. And so Jess's idea in the movie is that Chloe's Cupcake Store should start selling keto cupcakes. Now, this goes back to another thing that I've noticed from the films that you and I have watched. Another punching bag of the holiday films is anything keto, because that's any time that we go back to. And this wasn't even a holiday uh, a Christmas movie. Go back to the Halloween movie that we watched where that uh, um, uh, we saw where was it uh, Marlon Wayans wife? Was yeah. Kelly Rowland that she was making uh like vegan cupcakes, a vegan, like a vegan bakery and keto scones? Yeah, stop trying to wokeify our Christmas and <laughs> holiday treats. You know, like we don't need keto 
candy corn. Uh, you know, we don't need these things. And we definitely don't need a keto Christmas. And and yeah, so that is another punchy bag. I don't know. You know, what? I don't know who has it out for the healthy, you know, holiday treats industry. I just don't get it. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem to be bothering anybody. I, like, I don't think it, like, I've ever gotten a, a cupcake and was like, is this keto? Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it ruined Christmas. You know, I, I don't know if that's something that I've ever experienced. What about you? Well, so I don't think that you really like try a keto cupcake. I think you are either doing keto and everything you eat is is keto and then you are happy to have a keto cupcake or you're somebody who is not doing keto. I think having a keto, like a keto cupcake, if you are not in, in a keto lifestyle, like doesn't do you anything. Right. It, maybe it just tastes bad. Like you just yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm, but you know what? That if you are doing keto and 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 you have a keto cupcake, I'm sure it tastes great. But if you're not doing keto and you have a keto cupcake, it's like get get away from me with this. What is this evil? Yeah, I, I mean, I would be very upset if I built bit into a, a cupcake and it didn't taste like the cupcake I expected. Mm-hmm. I'm not to, like I've never done keto, so I don't know like what the implications of the flavors of that I tried cupcake it once. at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah, you tried keto? Yeah, I there was a point where I was trying it like uh this is like 3 years ago and mm-hmm. it's it's very hard to do because you have to yeah. really like, you know, plan out like uh everything. And I mean, there's uh, there are like some some upsides to it. I don't think I ever had a keto cupcake, but I don't think the small town mom and pop shop is going to do well with a keto cupcake. But I do think that maybe if you had a keto cupcake business and you sold them online, maybe there's something there. Oh yeah, because people who are like have dietary restrictions, they need to have food that they like too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, if I want a cupcake and I'm you know on this diet or on this journey. Yeah. I would love to have one. Yeah. And yeah, I don't necessarily need my local bakery to sell, sell them because I mean, I, I might be the only person in my local area that wants them. Mm-hmm. But if there is like somebody online who is at least selling, you know, keto style, you know, desserts or, you know, a keto, even a keto cookbook, you know, there, there are ways to where this could be lucrative in other ways. Living a keto loca. Uh, yes yeah but so i I was doing the keto for a couple of months and then i like went to the doctor and then uh he was like your cholesterol is like uh five times what it should be it's like okay i guess i'll stop now you know they tell you to consult your doctor before you try me that was it i'm sure you did not i didn't consult the doctor before (laughs) but i did He's like people do these is... things, and then afterwards they go to the doctor. Like, what's up? What's going on? It's like, well, I didn't, I, t- I didn't tell you to do this. I'm pretty sure I told you you were fine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I then I stopped. Then I stopped doing oh, the keto. Oh, that was a good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely a good idea. Uh, yeah, but the keto cupcake thing is just like, uh, uh, it is a deviation from the formula just normally uses. And so Rena, of course, is pointing out like you shouldn't do this because. That's not what makes this story work. Like the keto cupcake is not what's going to bring Jeb and Chloe of the cupcakes uh, together. It's really just the Christmas magic and you really have to let it run its course. And she does not. But it's interesting in the movie, like I don't know what Jessica was hoping for, that she works in like the keto cupcake into the script. Uh, But it seems like that Chloe's cupcake store, like the keto cupcake is not a big seller. It seems like that it really only helped to uh, only further uh, precipitate her cupcake store closing. Yeah. And while this is we we also find out that um, 
the actor who plays Michael is uh, is is dating someone as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot going on. So it's like the, there are uh, layers, like the cupcakes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so yeah, this this bakery is one thing that they need to fix, but also they gotta fix the chemistry between their main actresses, well, actress and actor, because um, yeah, with him basically having a showmance with his act with his uh like co-star. Um, he, he mm-hmm. cheated on his girlfriend for sure. Well, I guess they said it's not cheating, right? Like him and his his girlfriend have yeah. a situation. Like they have understanding. Yes. If it's a showman, it's fine. <laughs> right. The actress Ashley was upset that he post made an Instagram post. Jessica, the director, told uh, Michael, "Can you go and try to like make her feel more comfortable?" And then he found out later that uh, they slept together, and that she mm-hmm. found out they had a girlfriend, and then allegedly. It was the girlfriend's idea, Chappelle. Yeah, she said it's fine. If it if it's for the art, Rob, then I mean, who are we? Who are we to stand between you know um, artistic integrity? And so they needed to make this chemistry look good. So he started to have a romantic relationship with his uh, with his uh, co-star. Now the problem is the co-star was not aware of this, and so uh, Michael is indeed a scumbag. But uh, you know, <laughs> Ashley's gonna have to deal with that in her own way. Yeah. Um. So ultimately, they find out that the budget has been uh, slashed for the film, uh, that the production didn't get shut down. But basically, they have to finish this movie with no money. Yeah. And this this is dumb because, like, they already were, you know, on the way out. But now it's like, oh, this is really an issue because now we can't even make basic scenes happen. So <laughs> there's like start to have issues with the wardrobe and then eventually start having issues with the final act of the, of the show. Because in this movie, it's supposed to end with like Santa's coming to like a Christmas village, because that's a thing that you and I have just, you know, discovered in our Netflix viewing. Yes. And there's supposed to be a musical number and children there and they can't afford any of that. They can't afford Santa. They can't afford the children. They can't afford the townspeople and they can't afford the music. Yeah. In our movie, uh, what are what are the townspeople all doing while we're in the thruple and Mr. Scrooge is trying to shut us down? Well, we're, we're podcasters, so do we even meet the townspeople? <laughs> yeah. Like, we could, we could like, do this very low budge. Oh yeah, no. To this this movie would cost roughly seventy two dollars to, to to happen, you know. Um, because yeah, we don't need townspeople. I mean, you could definitely like do some one off shots of people in their homes listening to the, the podcast mm-hmm. and kind of nodding along. Mm-hmm. But yeah, unless we're doing a live show, Rob, we really don't need an audience for this. Yeah. Okay. So not a physical one. Yeah. Okay. I th- I think we could pull this movie off. <laughs> Holiday cheer: colon the heartwarming tale of love, friendship, and the dreaming of Christmas. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so Chris is still trying to make uh like make things work. Jess is out on Chris because she's like, okay, you have this wife. You also have been like trying to date me as well. And this apparently was your idea to cut our budget. So I really need you to go away. And so they're trying to remove him from the set. But this Christopher guy, he's relentless. So he like he might not be on set with Jessica, but he's behind the scenes, still trying to make this movie magic work. Mm-hmm. And so. Rena is the one who really tries to uh, get everything back on track. Uh, she brings in Jess uh, and says, you know, that tells to, that she needs to start to confront some of her character flaws, uh, which we explore in a very meta way. It turns out, Chappelle, that she is an Enneagram three. No, no, no. She is Enneagram one, Rob. Oh, Make no mistake. <laughs> oh, OK. I thought that because she's a, such a, a perfectionist. One, the perfection. But, but she's so principled. 
Yeah, she's about, it's about, it has to be this certain way. It's not about achieving, because the three would never let you know that their movies were flopping and were not making a lot of money. Jessica's fine with that. She's like, it has to be a certain way. Because listen, they, they, ha- they tell her they explore her backstory, right? They say, Jess, what is it about your childhood that made you this way? Like, why are you such a perfectionist? And she's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know. And then after hemming and hawing a little bit, she's like, well, when I was younger, my parents really, like, really wanted things to be a certain way. And I thought the only way we can avoid getting in trouble was if we just did everything correct. Everything had to be a certain way or, you know, to avoid us, like, the, like the family feuding. Like, it was, it, she didn't come from a great household in her perspective. And so she was just trying to do everything right to keep the peace. And it didn't, it kind of backfired. It, it, it made her this person who is like uh, very rigid in her beliefs mm-hmm. and she can only see things a certain way. And so now that she's confronted that, Rena's like, okay, you did the hard work. Now, now that that's happened, let's wait for the the miracle to, to roll in because you have to confront your character flaw in order to make these movies happen. Yeah. And so really what they decide to start doing is because they have no money for any extras uh, or anything on the set. So they end up getting like all of the people from the crew to uh, be in the movie. Now, in my limited uh, experience, uh, like, uh, I don't know if this is like, uh, you know, there's a lot of like union stuff involved with making the movies. I'm not sure necessarily like if the crew of the movie is going to be so quick to like, hey, we're going to just be in the movie. Like a lot of the people I find that are like, you know, it's interesting, like like movie making. It's thought of as like sort of like, OK, it's very like artsy. But the people who are like the crew members of the movie, like it, it is like very blue collar, like the people that are making the movie um, and they, they're not necessarily like all there for like the love of the art. For a lot of them, it's just people like that are showing up like that. This is their job and they're there for like uh, they don't really have any say in the art of the movie. They're there for their paycheck. Yeah, I'd imagine some of these people don't even watch the film. It's just like, I, I'm here because this is what I do. I get paid to do this production thing, and it, I don't care about the Christmas movie of it all. Uh, so I can could, I could see that for sure. But for me, I'm kind of I'm kind of like that too, Rob. Like, I'd much <laughs> rather not be on camera. Uh, but if you tell me you can be on camera, I'm like, well, <laughs> make no mistake. Like, I, I will be there. So I, I think I'm one of those production people where they say, okay, we need the crew to be a part of the cast for this one scene. Like, okay, tag me in. This is my big break. Now, after that, I'll go back to where I was at. But for that moment, I'll definitely, I'm, I'm playing ball every time. And so there are some delays also uh, with it. Like they can't afford any children. They're like um, making like uh, putting like snow jackets on sandbags to try to make it look like that there are kids in the movie and they're waiting for that. The one thing they do have is Santa Uh, and they have a pretty solid Santa. This isn't like a cheapo depot Santa. No, no. no, I already told you this is this is the real Santa because he walks in. And he's like, where are my children? Where is the celebration? And all this, they're like, wait, Santa, we can't even afford you. Also, what children? We don't have those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Although you think the real Santa. Santa would know like what's going on a little bit more. He he's sees you when you're me. sleeping. Right. It does, but he's got a lot going on, you know. Uh, but yeah, so once also, get please, Santa, Santa uh, do not look at me when I'm sleeping. Santa, look at me when I'm sleeping and not when I'm awake. At least when I'm sleeping, mm-hmm. I know that I ain't doing nothing. But when like, I'm awake... God knows what Santa's seeing. You know, I just like, look at me when I'm asleep, like, please. Uh, please, fine. like, stop observing my bedroom, like, period. 
Yeah. How Creep. about they're like, Santa, okay. we have limitations to where Santa can see. Like, he sees you when you're sleeping because you're not moving. But only if you're sleeping and you're not moving. He knows when you're awake. That's fair. But he also doesn't see you when you're awake. He's just aware that you're up. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't need Santa in all the, like, you know, the nooks, the crannies, all mm-hmm. the stuff, you know, whatever. But, yeah, this Santa shows up and he's very much like, this is a real Santa Claus. So, he's like, I'm here to save Christmas. The crew is agreeing to get on camera. Everything seems to be working out. But when it's time to film, Santa is nowhere to be found because he's actually found the children. He's like with some random kids trying to do Santa stuff. Sir, you're on the clock now. It's not even, you know, like this is no longer your time. Like you have to work for us. And so they have to go and like Chris goes and he grabs Santa. He puts him in the cart and he's beating around. Mm -hmm. Teresa's trying to shut everything down because she's on set just for the day. Eat two just by happenstance. And she's looking around like, this is why, exactly why we're cutting the budget. Because we can't even start on time because Santa's missing. You don't have any kids. You got sandbags on these jackets. This is a mess. And I'm about to shut all this down. Uh, she's, our, she's our new Grinch, you know? Yeah. And what do you do with the Grinch? Her heart is two sizes too small. And so that they said, there must be some reason why she hates Christmas. And so Jess is able to get to the bottom of it. And she was going to be in the Christmas pageant and they wouldn't and they didn't let her. And they said, OK, oh, we don't have any musicians. Would you sing in the movie HBO Max executive, <laughs> Warner Brothers executive? Like, would you sing in this Christmas movie? And it turns out that this was her dream. Yeah, she's moved to tears. Uh, and she's just like. I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't have anything prepared. And she really does. She sounds great. She sings uh, like, well, let it snow. And you have the crew out there pretending to be like townspeople. Santa's doing the Santa yeah. thing. All seems well. Uh, so in the movie, Chloe, her original cupcakes have made uh, that are made with love end up saving the day. So like the keto cupcakes were fine, but it's really those original cupcakes uh, that follow the formula that really help save the day. Um, her, Jeb decides to help her stay and sell the cupcakes. They're going to need a bigger kitchen. They're starting to get closer. They're about to kiss. There's no snow. There's just no snow. And so we're like, well, pause. We can't mm-hmm. continue the movie like this. Yeah. And so they're they're holding for that. Uh, And we see like Jess and and Christopher have like uh, a moment. And and he's like, hey, you know, I know I'm like the like head, like accounting person here for Warner Brothers. But what if I became like the producer of the Christmas movies? I'm like, sir, I feel like this is like a major pay cut uh, from I guess it's not about (laughs) the money, but. It's, I mean, it's not. It's not about the money, Rob. It's about love. Cause see, that's the thing. Chris is trying to talk. Yeah, to you don't work with who you love. That for that's a big mistake. Uh, uh, we'll rob you. Never mind. We don't have to get into that. I was gonna say you've been doing a podcast with your wife for years at this point. Relationships I mean, how, how need space go? to breathe. Yeah, I I agree with that. I do. Um. So yeah, he's going to Teresa and he's telling her like, Teresa, we got to keep these holiday movies going. And she's like, and that's just not working. But Teresa is so happy with her moment in the sun singing and uh in the Christmas movie that love her love for singing has saved Christmas because she is so happy with all of this that she's like, no, we're gonna keep this Christmas thing going. Now Chris is like, okay, now that I'm on production, uh, I'll make sure that we're sitting hand in hand making these things happen. Love again is saving Christmas. The two of them start to move in for a kiss, and then Jess realizes that no, wait. Chris is married still to Teresa, who's right there. Who's right there. She's like, right there. She's like, what about your wife, sir? And I'm thinking, I'm at home thinking like, yeah, what about your wife? Right. Uh, you're not going to address this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
your wife, dog. You just not even she right over there yeah. singing and crying and stuff. And she says, "Well, yeah. What about your wife?" He's like, "What? My wife? My wife? What? Like, what, yeah. what are you, is it like? Your oh, wife. oh. She's like, yeah. Look, look at this text. Remember, you were like that. Yeah. Oh, I see. You met my my wife. He's like, oh, oh. Um, my 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 work wife, Siri yeah, was, was the villain of the whole film. Yeah. Right. It was talk to text. I said work wife, and they only put wife. Like, dear, it's an easy mistake to make. Rob, this is a lie, right? Like, that's definitely a hundred percent. This is real wife. <laughs> this is yeah. real wife. Yeah, right? and let's, maybe let's maybe it's it. like uh, you know uh like uh, uh, uh maybe it's like me and Chappelle and Abby. Right, like it's a party, or it's like Michael and uh, <laughs> Michael and uh, and Ashley, where Michael's like, yeah, she's cool with it though, you know, like it's my wife, but you know, it's cool. You ain't gotta listen. You ain't gotta lie, Chris. You know, just mm-hmm. be straight up. You don't know. You don't know what Jess likes. Mm-hmm. She might be okay with that kind of thing, but yeah, he says it was all a misunderstanding. He's not married. And uh, Teresa's his actual his work his work wife. So at yeah. this point, even Rena knows. Let me get out of the way because <sighs> I think it's time. Boy. It's time for the Christmas moment to happen. I don't have a work wife. Um, I think I'd like one. You don't have a work wife? Yeah, you don't. Mm, yeah, you don't have a work wife. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you you do need a work wife. You, work wife, like, like like Sam's basically your work wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Low bar podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need a work wife. I don't mm-hmm. have a work wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I need a work wife too. Well, I used to have a work wife. It got messy, but uh, <laughs> I, I need like a podcast work wife. It won't be messy at all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. But, well, we're gonna have to find us work wives. How about yes. that? Okay. Gavin <laughs> Chappelle need a work wife. Yeah. And we need. Do we have the same with- work wife like in the Christmas movie? We gotta find us an Abby. Mm-hmm. If you're an Abby out there, c- call us. We're looking for a work wife. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So work wives aside. This is the Christmas miracle we're talking about. He's single, she's single. Uh, they, they're they're about to start working together hand in hand. We also find out that Ash, uh, that Ashley and Michael might be a thing too because Michael's girlfriend has Maybe. dumped him. Yeah. yeah, so they're working together hand in hand. Both couples have like in the movie and outside of the movie are like experiencing this Christmas magic. And it starts to snow, Rob. It's yep. a Christmas miracle. Snowing and ultimately, yeah, we learned the lesson that, you know, logic doesn't ever save Christmas. Love saves Christmas. Yep. And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. This was fun. I, I thought this was a cute movie. It was adorable. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like for an HBO uh, look, deep dive into HBO, you know, I think this was pretty cool. Um, I think, like I said, it's probably a different format than yeah. I've ever seen for a Christmas movie. But I did like that they played with the, the the formula that they gave us. Like, you know, like it didn't have like a hu- a lot of huge, like, well-known right. actors and actresses like that. It was just, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. It's like, we're going to come out here. We're going to do like all the things that the holiday movie is supposed to do. But we're also going to like wink at the camera and like acknowledge Mm -hmm. like, okay, these are the things that are sort of like hokey and cheesy about these movies. And we're going to have fun with it. And we're going to put a little bit of a twist on it. And ultimately, you're still going to get like all of the feelings that you're supposed to get from the movie. So I thought they did a really good job with this. Yes, a Hollywood Christmas is really good. And uh, would you say it was better or worse than the Christmas uh, Switch? The Princess oh, Switch. Is that what the it's Princess called? Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, 
I feel like that we really were coming in at a disadvantage not having seen the Princess Switch 1 or 2. I thought you were going to ask, is this better than Falling for Christmas? And I would say, uh, undoubtedly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it it's a, it was a big one. Yeah, for yeah, for the for the holiday films, I think this was my favorite one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, this was fun. This was fun. I don't have to watch Falling for Christmas again, but this this didn't feel like it was too long. You know, I told you Falling for Christmas felt like it was a pinch too long. Um, and I don't think we need three or four sequels for this one either. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think I think we're good. I think this was a good a good showing, and I'm happy we watched it. Good good idea. This was this was a good time to take it to the max, Rob. Okay, we took it to the max, but next week we're going to bring it back to the Nothing But Netflix. Uh, So we talked about doing another holiday special that uh, we'll get one more holiday uh, show out before we get to the big day next weekend. Chappelle, uh, we have some options over on Netflix, uh, but one of the ones that we've been talking about is called I Believe in Santa. Yes. I believe in Santa is the number two movie on Netflix right now. Yeah. So it, it definitely does what we need it to do. It's a tight hour and 30 minutes long, Rob. Yes. So like, and so I, hey. I think that this is a little bit not in the style of the Hallmark holiday film uh, that we've talked about here in the last couple. Uh, I think this is more of a comedy. Uh, it's after five months of dating Tom, Lisa is horrified to learn he's obsessed with her least favorite holiday. Is it time to give Christmas another chance? I think this might be a little bit more of like a broad comedy uh, than uh, just a straight up, just uh, like holiday feels. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be funny. I think, you know, I don't think, um, I don't think, uh, what was this? Uh, Hollywood Christmas was like, you know, very funny. Like it was fine. Like it was, you know, it was like. I think you, know, you smile I, more than you laugh. Yeah, it makes you grin. It kind of makes you glow on the inside. Mm -hmm. But I think this might actually make me laugh. And so I'm excited to watch it. Okay, so that's what we'll do uh, next week, barring uh, that we come up with uh, anything uh, that is emergent on uh, nothing uh, on the Netflix platform. All right, Chappelle. We had a lot of fun today. We did. I like this one. We did. Yeah, it, just in time for the holidays, Rob. Like, uh, you know, I think we are going to talk again before Christmas. But you, do you have a lot of stuff going going on this holiday season? You got a lot of stuff coming up, uh, podcast wise or personal wise. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to share. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I think I'm pretty good in terms of my holiday stuff. Uh, you know, we're gonna just uh, winding down after the big Survivor week, uh, but we are still processing uh, Survivor 43, so uh, we'll have uh, more content there. Then we're gonna be doing something fun this week. We're gonna be doing some shows talking about the year, looking back at some of our favorite reality shows. Uh, we'll kick it off on Tuesday with the the year in Big Brother as uh, we will take a look back with uh, a really fun panel on Tuesday night where we'll look back at the 2022 in Big Brother. There was a celebrity Big Brother season this year, Big Brother Canada 10, and then, of course, Big Brother 24. Uh, so we will do uh, that in a special on Tuesday night, and I'll be doing the same for Survivor on Wednesday night, looking back at the year in survivor including its international editions uh what did we learn about survivor in 2022 and where are we going from here uh that's all on rob is website.com cool yeah i'm By excited the way, for that uh, one other ho- holiday special I-, I will be having uh on renap i'll be watching a hanukkah movie 
Uh, we'll oh. see how many of the tropes from this movie get talked about in Hanukkah on Rye coming up on uh, this week's Rob McKeevenita podcast. I'm very excited for that. Can't wait. Yeah. Chappelle, what's coming up for you? Not a lot. Uh, I am guesting on the Shit 90 Shows Taught Me podcast to talk about Home Alone 2, my, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Not my favorite. Uh, but it's up there. It's up there. And like, it's like in top five, top seven, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm very excited to do that. I just de- recently did a bunch of like season recaps for post-show recaps. So Bel Air, The Walking Dead, um, you know, those are over, but we're just getting started here on post-show recaps. So check those out. Uh, you know, G and I just finished Abbott Elementary for the season. Um, and so, and G and I have some other stuff coming up too. Uh, I think I'll also be doing some uh, Big Brother content over on Silent Podcast. So check me out in all those places, but follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with all of that. Okay. Great job, Chappelle. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back uh, talking holiday films one more time here in 2022 next week. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.